Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And this is the show where two friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we will talk about a film or films in the series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, we are unfortunately still stuck here, as we have to break down Home Alone 3 and Home Alone 4, (laughs) taking back the house. Oh, Andrew, 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 here That's we a really good start. That, you sound distraught. <laughs> <laughs> really... We're in our holiday season. Uh-huh. Uh, happy holidays again you know, to everybody. We've yeah. been saying it kind of the entire time. Happy but, holidays. Uh, it's our holiday season. I don't think we have been saying it the entire time. No, we haven't. We, we need to. I but, think it's uh, the first time we're no, saying No, I think we, we mentioned it's a holiday season yeah. in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah The yeah, first time right. on. But uh, yeah, it's the holiday season. Uh, we are working our way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a special episode because yeah. this is our first double movie episode. Double movie episode. Boy, is there a reason. <laughs> Boy, is there a reason. Um, yeah, this was something that we decided to do. Well, we wanted to keep it all in December, but after watching uh, these movies, we had kind of prepared beforehand too. Before we even watched them, we kind of just knew there's no way we can do full episodes yeah. on both of these movies individually and uh and there's reasons i'm glad we did it this way because there there is uh there, there's not much room here you know i think this is an idea that we've kicked around from the very beginning mm-hmm. of like there are some series that have movies that i just think that aren't worth like wasting a week like not yeah. even not even like like an episode, like we could do an episode on Home Alone three or an episode on Home Alone four. It'll probably it wouldn't be very substantial. Yeah, we we would be very you know just taking up a slot. Like we're be, wasting time. The episodes would be much shorter. Yeah, too. and we don't need to. We don't need to do that. Like, mm-hmm. why are we wasting time? Like, let's just knock them out. Knock them out. Combine them. You know, this is will not be the last time. We know. Well, we do it uh, again next week with five and six. Yeah. Well, the, the, this franchise will not be the only example. I know that. We're, no, no spoilers. But I know that we're talking about things in the future that yeah. uh, I might be doubling up on. Um, even yeah. though some people yeah. might not agree with us, but uh, well, you know, we might. You be, know, that person can uh, just you know shut up. <laughs> Hope you had a good Christmas, Junior. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, um, I like this idea of combining things. And, I agree. and you know, and, and look, like, like, look, this hour, this episode could be two hours, could be two and a half hours, whatever. But it's two, but it's two movies, yeah, you know? And yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rush. I'm not gonna rush through this. There's probably not much do to say want, about do these movies. Do you want this to be two and a half hours? No, no. I, I, four? And I just don't want it to be, I don't want it to be rushed. <laughs> okay. Because I sure. plan on just trashing this one of these movies sure one of these movies okay if cool. people can figure out which one we're gonna it'll be but uh they know <laughs> <laughs> they know but uh no i mean you know we're still doing the home alone franchise yeah we are uh we did home alone one home yes. alone two now we get to do the joy of home alone three and four yes uh-huh. there is a home alone three and there's a home alone four yes there is people might not realize that we've had the on unfortunate experience, I guess, to watch watch these movies or um, somewhat unfortunate. I don't even think unfortunate's the word. Well, unfortunate is the word for one or four. Uh, <laughs> I don't care anymore. It's four. Four is bad. <laughs> it's a f- abomination. Um, I, <laughs> but no, I think um, it, it. Look, it three is not unpleasant necessarily. No, no, no. Like, I didn't hate the movie. No. It's nowhere near the quality of the first two. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I thought it was a pretty 
down the middle movie. But, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of the case with a lot of these now is they're just going to be very okay. Yeah. And they're not going to be anything incredibly moving or gripping. Um, there, there's a pleasant surprise in there. Yeah. But a lot of it is very much the same. It's, yeah. it, but, it, you know, it is what it is. And we kind of just have to uh, deal with it. We have to deal with it. We have to push through and we have to do it because this is the mission here at Franchise Me <laughs> and we have to do it. But I'm glad that we combined these two movies and I'm glad we're doing it next week too. Yeah, I'm excited to do this. I'm really yeah. excited to do this. Yeah, we're going to be able to move through this pretty quickly. Yeah, so, yeah. Why waste Why waste time on this? Yeah. You know, why, why waste the time? So, yeah, might as well I guess, condense uh, the time yeah, well, you for a week to, instead yeah. of giving these yeah we're not weeks. we're not doing a month and a half on home alone movies we don't need to do a month <laughs> it's and just half not on happening home alone movies. Yeah. it does not need to happen mm-hmm. you know we we can we can breeze through the home alone movies in a, in a month nobody wants that <laughs> nobody wants that here we are talking about home alone 15 oh we've been doing this since march yeah could you imagine if there was 15 home alone movies oh my god one day maybe there will be maybe one day but yeah i mean you know I, it, it's kind of that zombification we've talked about too yeah. that that it's gone it's yeah. done Let's let's move on, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. This is done. This yeah. franchise should be done. I'm kind of hoping after the most recent installment, maybe it will be. Maybe that was enough for them to go. Okay, let's stop now. But uh, who knows? You know, I, I'm not exactly counting out this franchise because it seems like every ten years another one comes out. So yeah. I, I'm not exactly counting it out. But um, there is absolutely potential for it to return. Yeah, because it's proven that it can time and time again. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, we want to jump into the first of our yes. two movies here. Yes. So, so we're, we're going to be doing them uh, separately. Separately, so yeah. So we're going to yeah. do Home Alone 3. We're going to give our whole uh, regular episode stuff. Then we'll take a little ad break. Yep. And then we'll come back and we'll do Home Alone 4. Absolutely. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. Uh, so let's do Home Alone 3. Let's do it. Home Alone 3. Uh, no subtitle. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just Home Alone 3. No subtitle. Um, release date, December 12th, 1997. Yeah. Wow. People might not realize this was a theatrically released movie. This was a theatrically released movie. I myself the thought... final theatrically yes, released movie. Yes, I myself thought this was... TV? A TV Made movie. TV? No, no, yeah. a, a straight-to-video movie. Oh, straight-to-video. It's, it's not. It's, no. It was, it was not. This was theatrically released. Yes, this was put so, into theaters yes, for people was. to go see. Yes, it was. Uh, December 12th is an interesting date because this is not a Christmas movie. No, it's it's, if anything, it's kind of a post-Christmas movie. Yeah. It's kind of January, it feels Early like. Early to mid-January, yeah. I get like a January 7th I vibe. think I think they say somewhere in there, they say January 8th, I believe. Yeah, it's it's after New Year's, it's after Christmas. You're um, back the holidays, to school. You're back to school. Like, they literally have the bus pulling up and getting people to go back to school. Yeah, it very much is that. And it, it it's, it's weird. It's weird yeah. a little bit, right? Like, you know, some people still have their lights up, others don't. There's some Christmas trees at the curb. It's, you know, it's well, very strange. It's Home kind Alone of this... is synonymous with Christmas. Yeah. And it's and the this, only movie in the series not, that's not a Christmas movie. And it's this post, it's very much the post-holiday haze that they capture here. Yeah, it's strange. It's a strange one. It is. Uh, well, directed by Raja Gosnell, who uh, was an editor on the first two. Yes, uh, home so it has a movies. connection with the previous two. Yes, and he directed uh, the 2002 Scooby Doo movie. Okay, as well as I Never Been Kissed. Okay, nice. Andrew Barrymore movie. Yeah, yeah. So, was this his uh, directorial debut? Uh, I I think so. I think this was because I think this was John Hughes really liked him. Yeah, well, this guy is featured in the in the movies that made us. I believe yes. This this was his theatrical debut. Okay. Or his his, his director. Sorry, just directorial mm-hmm. debut. But uh, yeah, he you know he's he's an interesting. He does a lot of like the comedy movies. Oh, he also did uh, Big Mama's House. 
Did he really? He did bump wow. into house. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Yours, Mine, and Ours. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Okay. The Smurfs 1 and 2. Wow. Um, and Show Dogs. So it seems so. like a lot of uh, family movies. Yeah. But very specific properties while doing them. Yes. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Never Be Kissed is an interesting one because I remember that being a pretty popular movie, successful movie, praised. I, never, I don't it's know if I ever saw It's a big vehicle for uh, uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, yeah. yeah. But the rest of it's pretty, like, mediocre to mid, at, at most mid-level, but probably lower-level family movies. I don't know. People love that first Scooby-Doo movie. They do. They do. And actually, people love the, the second one as well, I believe. Yeah, they love the second one, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, good for this guy getting his chance to direct here. Yeah. Um, I think that has to do with John Hughes. I think Hughes got uh, that. And I think, actually, it's Columbus as well. Oh, Columbus wanted him, too. Nice. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. so, he's a producer on this. He was editor. 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 No, no. I'm sorry. Um... Chris Columbus's oh, producer is, on this? Is he, I don't think so. Is he not? Oh, he's not attached to this movie at all. Um, okay. That's a good question, actually. Okay. Let me see. So much excellent research here at Franchise Me. I don't think he is. Maybe he's not. I thought he was, but it would make uh, that makes sense. No, he does not appear to be involved in this in any way. That's probably explains a lot. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's our director here. Nice. So, interesting choice. But written by John Hughes. Yep. <laughs> This really solidifies the case for me that he was out of ideas <laughs> um, and that he loved the first Home Alone script so much. He retreaded it for the second movie. And then when Fox came knocking and said, hey, you have more ideas? He lied and said yes <laughs> and put this out. Well, like we said, he, I, as far as I know, he had like a nine picture deal or something like yep. that with Fox. So he's like, you know, let me just churn out another Home Alone movie. This Knock is, uh, yeah, this is his his weakest by far, I would say. Yeah. This is definitely his weakest script by far. At least it's different. It's different, which is nice. It's different, but it doesn't work. No. I mean, that doesn't change the fact that it's still a weak script. I'm Again, glad that he tried to do something different, but. No offense to John Hughes. He's not here anymore. It's fine. No, but I'm saying, no offense to John Hughes. No. no we could churn out Home Alone movies, and <laughs> we are working on that script. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, it's coming. Home Alone 7. Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> We're still pitching around some ideas. Yeah, yeah. It might but, be a baseball uh, movie. We're not sure. <laughs> I'm still... Pitching Homer alone. Yeah, but, uh, we're, we're not sure. We'll, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, this is his weakest script by yeah. far. Yeah, it's it is. not strong. I, I don't think people realize that he's... I, I didn't realize I don't think myself that, that, that yeah. he was still involved in this movie. I couldn't believe when I was watching it and the credits came up and said, written by John Hughes. And then the movie starts and says, Hong Kong. And you go, what? <laughs> you go, what is it? <laughs> the very first alone? thing you see in this movie is Hong Kong. It says Hong Kong. And you go, what? Like, what movie am I watching? And you're you're just confused immediately. And uh, I actually turned on Rush Hour. My yeah, bad. I guess I'm in Rush Hour. I guess this is Rush Hour. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's talk uh, budget. Was a budget? Yeah, sure. How, what what, what, do you, what, what do I think they gave them? Yeah. Okay, based off of. I mean, it's coming off of two successful movies. This is the third installment, and they they have to shell out some money for this. But it doesn't look like it had a lot of money. The last one was twenty eight million. It can't be more than that. Okay, so it is. Okay, it's, uh, no, 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 no. Let me, let, me, let me guess a number. 35 mil. $32 million. Wow. $32 million. No way. Yeah, $32 million. So Doesn't look like it. Box, box office, <laughs> $79.1 million. It doesn't make the money back. <laughs> no, it does. Oh, it, it does. It, it, it does. does. It just does. It's, yeah, it's because it's such a small budget or such a, you know, yeah. Well, but it, it doesn't 32, crack $100 million. So that's $64 million. Because we always say double as the marketing. Usually, yes. So it just makes money back in a little more. I mean, the studio's not getting a lot of money off this. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering 
your previous two installments were in the hundred thousands. Hundred millions. Hundred millions, I'm sorry. We're in the hundred millions. And then this comes out and it only makes 79 million. That's a problem. I wonder yeah. if it's because uh, none of the returning cast is here. <laughs> I wonder, not a single person. Not a single person. <laughs> and we don't see it till the sixth movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yes, yeah, so that is our that's our box office. Yeah, that's very good stuff. disappointing. Yeah, very, very disappointing. disappointing. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh-huh. So uh, critics. Oh God. Uh, out of twenty four reviews. Oh God. Out of twenty four reviews. Uh huh. Rotten at twenty nine percent. Oh boy, yeah, I would expect that. I would expect that. Uh, and audiences rotten at twenty seven percent. Yep, that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> I really get it. Um, yeah, that's that that make that all makes sense. I mean, when you're pitching Home Alone three. And you have no returning cast, and you're going with a completely new story. No connection. No to the connection original story. to the original story. I mean, I don't. Even, they don't even reference the original story. It's in this. the only thing is that it's in Chicago. It's in Chicago, right? You're you're gonna have some backlash. Yep. <laughs> you're gonna have some backlash, and that's what they got. Yeah. Wow. Well, Home let's talk about that cast. Yeah. Cast. Uh, starring Alex D. Linz as uh-huh. Alex Pruitt, uh-huh. Haviland Morris as Karen Pruitt, uh-huh. Oleg Krupa as Peter Bjorpi. I don't remember. I don't remember how to say these guys' names. Raya Kistelt as Alice. Uh-huh. Lenny Von Dolan as Burton Jernigan. <laughs> David Thornton as Earl Unger. Uh-huh. Kevin Kilner as Jack Pruitt. Okay. And Scarlett Johansson as Molly Pruitt. Yeah, but people weren't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> that you weren't expecting. Yeah, that's right. Scarlett Johansson's in this movie. Um, what the? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Well, we can't even. She was a child. No, I know she was literally a child. She was was a teenager. Yeah, I think I maybe even just under like twelve or something. She looks like thirteen, maybe fourteen. I'm not gonna guess her age here. I'm just gonna. um, Yeah, let's start. I guess with her. Very small role. Oh yeah, it's it's Uh, it's, it's, she's barely in it. We always talk about there. The siblings don't really get a lot of play in these movies. Yeah, the siblings usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's Alex's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, it's strange that she became this giant movie star. Somebody watched Home Alone 3 and went, that's a star. That's a star. I don't think it was just that either. <laughs> I would make more of an argument for maybe Lost in Translation calls that. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was Home Alone 3, but... <laughs> 100% Home Alone No, no, no. It was Home Alone 3. It was Home Alone 3. Lost in Translation? No, thank you. Home Alone 3. Sophia <laughs> Coppola. She was a big fan. She's a big home alone Steve fan. Yeah, maybe she was. Um, yeah, no, it's it's weird seeing her in this for sure. I mean, she comes up and you're like, oh wow. But it, it also is kind of a reminder that like all of these actors start somewhere. Start somewhere, yeah. and this is it. You know, she starts somewhere, and I think she had even had a few roles even before Home Alone Three. But um, it is interesting to kind of look at this and go, oh yeah, like she she wasn't this huge child star at this time. She just yeah. took the role because it was. I'm imagining because it was a Home Alone movie, and she's like, "Okay, why not?" Yeah, it's one of her early. It's not her first role, but it's an early. It's an role. early role, yeah. yeah. So you you take it, you know, you take Home Alone three, absolutely. Especially absolutely. if it says it's written by John Hughes, but uh, well, congratulations to Scarlett Johansson. You 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 really <laughs> made jo- it. Good job. Uh, then we have Ke- Kevin Kilner as Jack Pruitt. What a bad uh, dad. <laughs> This is one of the, this is one of those actors that I don't know where I know this guy mm-hmm. from, but I feel like I've seen this guy in a thousand movies, yeah, TV shows and stuff. He's very unconcerned, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't seem to have enough like my kids home alone energy that they, nobody really cares nobody really that the cares. kids home alone. You almost think they want him to be killed by these terrorists. 
But like it's <laughs> because let's be honest, they are actually terrorists. They are actually these terrorists. are not bumbling thieves. Yeah, these are not these are terrorists. These are real life terrorists that won a microchip to give to the North Koreans, I believe, <laughs> to help bomb the world. Like whatever they're going to do with missile, that chip, it's a missile. Cloaking it's a missile chip. cloaking chip. They were going to bomb the world, and it's amazing. <gasps> but um, <laughs> we should also. <laughs> This is going to be fun. We should also reference the fact that um, we know we promised maybe Matt would come back yes. and defend this movie. We're hoping to have him here for the retrospective. Yeah, to scheduling do that. issues. He wasn't yeah, able to make hoping, it for this. We're hoping we're hoping we're going to have him here for the retrospective to maybe defend this movie because after the shit I saw, I want to see him come in here and defend this. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, Kevin Kilner, um Yeah, he's he's not a great, uh, not a great dad. Not very overly concerned. Yeah. <laughs> overly, you like, know, the, even he, after he finds out the kid went through all this, he walks in the door. He's like, "Oh, hey, everybody!" Like super <laughs> calm, and you're like, "Your kid just like what?" Well, he's annoyed that you know, like, "Oh, I had to come home for this." Yeah, basically, like he's trying to get dad. on the plane, and but this dude almost walks to the house with his pants on. Like yeah. he's he's not a functioning member of society. Like. <laughs> This guy doesn't know what's going on. This is not a functioning member of society. This guy is really out of it. Well, then I guess we can talk about David. uh, Well, actually, you know, before we before we do that, actually, there's one more person I want to I want to mention. I actually did not put her on here, and it's um, Marion Seeds as Mrs. Hess. That's a good one. Yeah, I was gonna say the old Um, lady does have a role in this. Yes, she does. Yeah, Mrs. Hess does have a role. This is the you know every movie. This is the old man Marley role. Old man Marley role. This is a an older stranger or some type of stranger or person yep. who befriends the main character yep. in some way that helps them and starts off starts antagonistic. Off, yeah, starts off a little rough. She opens the door and she's like, "Why wouldn't you shovel?" Why she's very you shovel? mean. She's very mean to him at the beginning, but. It's softened by giving him the RC car, I <clears> guess. Like, maybe she's not... But even then, she only gives it to him... Because she doesn't she, have any use for it. She's, she's like, like, why do I have it? this? Yeah. Just she's like, it. just take it. Yeah. She gives it... Instead of giving him money, like, he he, he shoveled her, her driveway. Her driveway, yeah. She all gave day, him apparently. Yeah. And she just gives him an RC car instead yeah. of giving him money. Yeah. Which is pretty low. You're right. But, you know, yeah, she, this is the old man Marley role. And she's she's very, you know, she's mean. But then uh, it's amazing what being tied to a chair in an open shed will do for you. <laughs> almost, freezing, also, almost freezing to death will apparently help you out. She gets tied up in the, in the shed or the garage or whatever and the door's left open. But the woman, Alice, who ties her up, am I the only one that always gets like some very strange, like... Romantic vibes? Romantic vibes. Yeah, I thought so, like, she, I, I'll, I'll just say, I thought she was going to f*** Mrs. Hess. <laughs> She's like very close to yeah, her. Yeah, and she's like kind of. She's kind of like touching her and rubbing yeah. her a little bit. And I'm like, she, I'm like, she's she's got a thing for old ladies, I guess. I don't know. She kisses her on the head, right? Yeah, all very strange stuff. Yeah, yeah, very strange stuff. Um, but Mrs. Hess they, spends the afternoon in the open the garage with the open door. Yeah, she spends uh, her tied to a chair. Yeah, tied and, to a chair. Uh, nearly were, dies. Nearly looks <laughs> like hypothermia, maybe. Realizes that Alex is a good kid, and uh, yeah, after yeah, it's amazing. After the kid saved your life, <laughs> oh, you're a very sweet young man. Yeah, no sh. <laughs> no sh. I am. Shut up, Mrs. Hess. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, that's Mrs. That's Hess. Mrs. Hess. <laughs> uh, okay, do you want to just 
Do you want to just talk about these four people? Should we just bundle? I don't. I couldn't tell you who is who. Besides, together. I know who Alice is because she's the only. She's woman. the only female in the and movie. And I, I know um uh Bjor Bjor Bjor. Is this the, is he the long? He's the lead. Guy? He's the leader. Oh, the he's leader. the leader. the leader. Okay, okay, he's the leader. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about these four together. I guess. Uh. Let's just start off. These are real terrorists, <laughs> as we said. These are real. I think life terrorists. I think it's more like spies, but they're uh-uh. <laughs> terrorists. When you're when you're getting a missile cloaking chip for the North Koreans <laughs> to true. shoot missiles at the world, you are a terrorist. I will not accept spy here. <laughs> I can I could not believe. Oh my god, the most convoluted characters they've ever had in one of these movies. It is unbelievable. Um, yeah, there. Look, there is. There is. I don't. Even, I don't have them in here, obviously. But there is literally a. Is it like a North Korean guy who just calls every now and then? He goes. Did you get the chip? Yeah, he calls every now and again. He's like, "Where's my chip? Did you get my chip? Where's my chip?" And they're like, "We don't have it." And he's like, "He's like, if you don't, I'm gonna have to negate all of our all of our offers, and nothing's gonna move forward." And they're like, "Oh, okay." Like, it, I, I guess they weren't allowed to say, "I'm gonna kill you." For whatever reason, so they were just like, "I'm gonna have to nullify everybody." But they could be terrorists. In the- yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean, it is wild. These four, it's like. The punishment's what well, is what counts here. Yes. For them. Everything leading up to that is so like just like it's like a spy movie. It is. And you're like watching it and you're like, what is going on here? There's this weird first off, way too many people for this way mission. Way too many people why, for this mission. Why do you need four people? What are you doing? The, the mission itself was what do they do? They they go to Hong Kong. They to just, meet a North Korean? No. Did you ever think about that? No, they go to they no they go to Hong Kong where the, that's where the chip is in Hong Kong. Okay. And they get it from I couldn't the, even follow this. They movie. get it from the guy who made the chip or the guy whatever gives them the chip and they put it in the car. Yes. They literally just walk up and talk to the guy. Yeah. Why do they need four people there to do that? Yeah. Because there's clearly already a deal there. Then they they're clearly trying to find something for these four people to do. Like during the missions, like one of them breaks in the house, but then one of them's like pushing a, b- a baby stroller around, yep. and one of them's driving a car, one of them's walking a dog, and it's like, what's even the point? What's the point of this? And why? they also, can you explain to me mm. why they thought it was a good idea as part of their cover up that they stole one of the neighbor's dogs? What was the point of this? Why would you steal the neighbor's dog? Like the na- they're not going to know their f-ing dog is gone. <laughs> what were you thinking? Like they're they're like oh we're and they keep going on about like they're like they're like oh yeah we need to we need to survey the neighborhood why'd you steal a dog do you think they're not gonna realize the dog is gone hey that dog these people we've never hey, seen isn't before that my dog? That's hey, my hey, dog hey isn't that my dog hey skip and the f- <laughs> skip's gonna come running over and they're gonna be like what are you doing like what are you doing oh my god I mean it's it's like these are the most bumbling terrorists of all time they have no idea what they're doing and oh my oh. I can't even... And the fact that they're tripped up by this kid... It's almost unbelievable that they're tripped up by this kid. Well, again, they're professional terrorists. Because these are professional terrorists. Eight-year-old kid is taking them down. I mean, with ease. I mean, this kid is like a freaking mastermind. He's like a supervillain. And it's... I mean, he takes on four people and beats all of them. And there isn't really a moment in this where he almost gets caught. Not really. There isn't a moment where he gets like... Like, well, there's they, the moment with the bleeder. Yes. But it's the fake gun. 
And it's like the entire time Alex Pruitt knows he has one up on this guy the entire time. Because he recognizes it's a fake gun. Yeah. He recognizes like, it's As not soon a as he gun. pulls it out, he's like, oh, that's like a Nerf gun. You're not going to. It's a little dark gun. And he's just like, oh, you're not going to. He's like, that's not your gun. And you're just like, this kid is a freaking mastermind. Like, he just doesn't even. I, I can't even believe. There's really no moment of danger for him outside yep. of that moment. Yep. In my head, I'm like, if that isn't your gun and the kid pulls out the other gun. You're a grown adult. You could have just taken a swing at this kid. <laughs> Why didn't he punch the kid? Why didn't he punch the kid? I'm like, <laughs> do you think that kid's going to be able to pull the trigger? Isn't there like a little bit of like, oh, like his hands are really small. And I'm like. So, yeah, the, the, basically what, the, the best part that these guys have to do is the is the torture or the trap section. Or the, the punishment's the best punishment. stuff of all yeah. that. The guy with the long hair is excellent. Yeah. Like he's very good in that stuff. And um, all of them are really. They're the elect- all really good. They get electrocuted. They get, uh... The woman goes into, like, that mud pile yeah. thing, and she sinks and falls in it. She gets she flower gets pots dropped on her head. Flower pots dropped on her uh, head. They, they get dropped down a dumbwaiter. Yeah. Um, they they, drop, he drops weights on them. Yeah, and, and he freaking... I'm he like, drops a lawnmower. He drops a lawnmower on somebody. And all that it should have killed all him. All it does is cut the guy's hair. When it, So when it was falling off, and it goes off, and you hear him screaming... I, I sat in my seat and I went, did he just kill this man? I went, oh my god. <laughs> he would have mowed that I was guy. Like, did he just kill this man? And all it does is And then he gets up and then you, they cut to the scene and he's got his hair chopped up. And I'm like, he shouldn't have a face. I'm like, his face should be gone. <laughs> what? It was such a lame, like... He, lo- he was looking right at it. I'm like, your face should be torn apart. You shouldn't have a face. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, there, there's you know that that part is a lot of fun. But besides that, look, look, no offense to these actors, but it's just it's a bunch of like nothing, and and it's it's they all kind of like very clearly they couldn't afford like the best actors, you know. I mean, or like, yeah, like, these like are an all star cast, and I mean, I don't think there's anybody of name in this movie. Not, I mean, I think they all kind of did some stuff, but they all kind of look like like I always I for the longest time I thought I could have sworn the one guy was David Schwimmer. Because oh my it, God, it yeah. looks like Schwimmer. Yeah, it looks it does, like Schwimmer. It, it does like, look like Schwimmer. We don't um, know Schwimmer. We just call him Schwimmer. <laughs> uh, what am I supposed to do? Call him David? Call him David? No, we'll call him Schwimmer here. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, they, they do a good enough job, I guess. But I don't know, man. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. These four are a mess. Well, then we have Hovland Morris as Karen Pruitt. The anti-work mom. Okay, I texted you this. You texted me this. There is a weird subtext in Home Alone 3. Yeah. Home Alone 3 is an anti-work movie. This is an anti-work movie. The mom literally, when we're introduced to her, she's on the phone with her boss and she said, I'm not working weekends. I told you I can't do that. And then just hangs up the phone on him. And you're like, oh, wow. And then later on, she's working from home with her. And she's just like, she's in her home office. And you're like, oh my God. Like, she's just working around her life. And I'm like, this is an anti-work movie. And, and like, when he try he like tries to say to her, like, oh, you need to come to work. You have to do this. I'm coming in for an hour and I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, she's like very like, like, and she's very like, yeah, against like the typical normal, like. Like a shift to, that she has to, to do, go to an yeah. office nine to five, and she's like she's talking to her that. boss, like you're like basically like standing up for herself, like you know yeah. it is. There's a lot of really strange anti-work 1997 anti-work yeah. messaging it's in this surprising. movie. It's really surprising. I'm she really... like she literally says she she says like almost like a straight up anti-work like message where she's just like i like yeah she, like you said she's just like i'm not i will not be doing that yeah like, she's like not... i will not be doing that i will not be working this weekend because i have 
to watch after my family. And you're like, wow. Yeah, no, powerful. <laughs> powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Mrs. Pruitt is a powerful person. Um, again, maybe a little unconcerned with her child. But right, I think she's the thing. one that cares the most. But even towards the end a little bit, there's a little bit of unconcerned and you're that's like okay thing. she keeps le- she's like so well she when she first has to leave him she's like i don't want to leave my kid i don't want to leave my kid yeah and then by like the third day she's just like all right see you bye like well she tasted freedom without him <laughs> and she went yeah i'm on with this but also he was supposed to be at school and he's at home with chicken pox chicken pox. yeah well she, yeah. she knows that he's at home though i know that but yeah. like I, I i she's probably she probably thought she'd be able to stay home and work from home and he'd be at school. Yeah. In a way, Alex Pruitt is ruining her vacation. She just wants to work from home without him. I, I got to tell you, I actually like the idea of why the kid's home alone. Like, it is makes sense. He's just He just has chicken pox. I like, do like it, too. I he, do like it's, it, too. It's simple. It's the simplest way. It might way, as like, well be that, right? At this point, it might as well be, like, an illness. Yeah. And he's sick. That. Has to stay home. Nobody can stay home to watch him. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Like, it's all that. That's all it is. That's all it is. You don't need no big, like, you got on the wrong plane or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just sick. Hey, so. He's got chicken pox and nobody can be at the house with him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think Havilland Morris, I think she does a good job as the yeah, mom. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Good, good, good for you, Karen Pruitt. Good for you, Way Karen Pruitt. Anti-work. have <laughs> Alex DeLins is Alex Pruitt. Yeah, here he is. The main kid of this movie. Not Macaulay Culkin. Hashtag not Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he's no, he's no Macaulay Culkin. Um, look, it, there's a lot of him in this movie, and I think it was maybe a mistake to put so much of the movie on this kid when he's not engaging enough. You know, and I, I always, you know, I don't like to, like, trash child actors because they're child actors and, you you know, but, like, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to trash him, but, like, I think it was a mistake. There's a way to work this movie where there isn't as much focus well, I on think the kid, they, I you're think literally they, putting the movie on this kid's shoulders. I think that's why they try to put they try to make the villains or the terrorists more characters. Yeah, to yeah. even that out a little bit. It's but like even they have so, more time. It just but their story is so uninteresting that it just doesn't yeah. work. I mean, I think I think the kid is fine in the role. I think he's fine. He's, he, but that's that's why I wanted to emphasize Again, so good, much. He's good during the punishments. Yeah. Stuff. Well, that's why I want to emphasize so much last week that why Home Alone is so special is that role yeah. of Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. that performance of Macaulay Culkin, that really stands it stands out and make and elevates that. And, right. And that's not a normal thing. Like that is a that is a rare performance to get from a kid that you can can hinge this movie to this kid. Right. I didn't carry the whole thing. Right. Like that's that is rare. So nothing against Alex Delins, but you know he's no Macaulay not, Culkin. Yeah, yeah, he's no Macaulay Culkin, and we're gonna have that issue over the yeah. next few movies. Also. This is not the kid from Liar Liar. But I feel like a lot of people think this is the kid from Liar Liar. Yeah, you think it is. It is not the kid from Liar Liar. It's a different kid. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, well, that's our cast. Yeah, that's it. That's the cast. Uh, Boy, oh boy. Talk about synopsis. Yeah, let's do it. What what were you going to write for this? When a team of international criminals... What? (laughs) Terrorists... Trying to steal uh, a military microchip by placing it inside of a toy car. Uh-huh. The car hand ends up in the hands of eight-year-old Alex, who is home alone with the chicken pox, who must now defend his house and his country from the bad guys. <laughs> there you go, in his country. He has no idea he's defending his country, though. No he gets idea. an idea. He does get an idea. Once he starts to figure out that, you know, the chip is very valuable, he starts to go, oh, I guess this is more. <laughs> okay, um, so... Look, this is already convoluted. The fact that... John Hughes wrote this as like some sort of spy government terrorist story 
is absolutely bonkers. Like, what was he thinking when he wrote this? Like, what was he going for? Like, I, like, I don't even know what the point of this was. Like, he's like, oh, let's, let's write another movie, but this time there's terrorists. And the government's going to be involved. It's like, it's, it's like, oh yeah, the, the reason I go to a Home Alone movie to see government. It's because Fox terrorists. said. It's because Fox said we need another Home Alone movie and don't just make the same one again. Yeah. So he thought, oh, government terrorists. This this will be a hit. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work no, for a Home Alone movie. It's so confusing and convoluted and unnecessarily convoluted. This is the third entry in your franchise, and you're like terrorists. Like what? Yeah. What is your line of thinking here, man? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Well, let's tie that into our opinions. Yeah. Our opinions. It's a perfectly fine movie. It's it's okay. <laughs> I, I think it's okay. I think it's a very okay movie. It adds... At best, it is very okay. It adds some strange details to the plot, such as terrorists and Air Force Well, that's all chips. the stuff that weakens it. All of yeah. that stuff weak, really takes a hit on this movie. Yeah. And you're like, why is all of this in but here? I think one of the big questions in a Home Alone movie is, is the home invasion of, or the trap part... The punishment doesn't work. And I think that that part is fun. The punishment is the best part of this movie. There's no doubt about that. I'm in agreement with you. It just... I, when I, I literally told... I texted you and I said, the punishment's the best. I mean, this is the best stuff in the movie. It just takes to- a long time to get there. That's the problem. You, it, this movie's an hour and 42 minutes. And you're like... I mean, you're you're watching this and it's going and it's going and there's so much. I think exposition. I literally screamed at my TV. Why is this an hour and forty two minutes? It, it, there's so much exposition just to get to the punishment that you're like, I just want this to be over. Yeah. Like I really just want this to be over. I'm tired of this. I don't want to watch this anymore. Get me to the punishment. This should have been ninety minutes or less. Yeah. And the fact that it is this long of a movie. Well, we got to go to Hong Kong, man. We got to go to Hong Kong. You're right. But it, it's just too much. It's too much. And I don't know if maybe they felt like because this was a theatrical release, it had to be more than an hour and a half. But to me, I don't get it. I'm like, I guess they were trying to... The previous two movies, hour 44 and two hours, maybe they were trying to keep it in that ballpark. But the problem is, it's just not that interesting. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't. I mean, the, the amount of... The, all the government stuff, the terrorist stuff, all of this stuff with the chip, the amount of time they spend on the... RC car and there's you're just a lot like of RC there's car. a lot of RC car in this and I'm like I just want this to get me to the punishment I want to see this kid dish out some cold hard how punishment about, uh, how about the, the smart talking uh, parrot I don't care for it I don't care for it I, I don't know. care for the smart talking parrot I'm like I don't care I don't want to see this. It's this weird thing where, like... It's too intelligent. I know. Like, it's literally having They think a parrot's like a little person. Yeah, like, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's a character. And it's like, this isn't f***ing Iago from Aladdin. Like, it's not yeah. that. Like He gets a parrot and a mouse sidekick. Oh, the, I think it's a rat. I think it's an albino rat. Is it an albino rat? Yeah, because it's no got, idea. like, the long tail. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I would have been fine with just the rat because I'm, like, I'm fine with... This kid having a pet because they've never had pets in the previous movie. So I'm like, well, the spider, I guess. The spider, I guess, but it's not really. It's buzzes. It's buzzes. I like that this kid has like a pet. I'm fine with that. I think that's an interesting element to add in, and I think that would have been enough to scare these terrorists. But adding in like the wise cracking parrot, I just didn't. I'm like, why? And they do the same bit from the second movie where they're in the shower. Yeah, they do the shower bit again, like the homage to the second movie, and it's like. You're homaging the second movie? I'm like, isn't the first one... Well, they're one and the same. So I guess maybe they <laughs> thought, 
hey, we're homaging both movies. If we're homaging well, the second, we're homaging the first. The shower first. thing is in itself an homage to the puppet show that he kind of puts on yeah. when they when they drive by the house. And they're also getting away with like a little bit more, like there, there's almost nudity in yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's like some major underboob. Yeah, yeah. Some, oh, major underboob. And I mean like almost some reveal of some nipple and you're like... <laughs> I know, I feel weird saying We almost get the nip. We almost get the nip, and you're like, oh, there's like almost nudity now in a Home Alone movie. This is very strange. I don't know what John... We're going to talk about some edginess next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Or, so no, not, not, not next week. I'm no, so no, this to, week. You're right. You're it's right. this week. So next, to, next movie. We're so used to talking about <laughs> next week. Um, yeah, you're right. There's there's some stuff in there. But it, it, it is just... I, I, I don't know how to describe this movie other than so convoluted. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it's an okay movie. I want to be very clear. The punishment makes it worth it. Yeah. Like, that's kind of worth the price of admission alone because it's... It's, it's a pretty brutal punishment yeah, for most is. of it. It's, yeah. and, and, and this kid is taking down four people, which is why I say he is a supervillain. Imagine if he didn't have chicken technically pox. He, technically, he takes down three and the bird takes down the last guy. True. The bird takes down the last guy because he lights up that, <laughs> that match. I mean, he did set it up, but yeah. the bird takes it down. Yeah, the bird takes him down. Um, so, yeah, it's worth the price of admission for the punishment alone. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, what would you give this as a score? I gave this two and a half stars. Yeah. I think, I think it's right down the middle. It's like, very okay to it's, me. It's harmless. I think it's pretty harmless. It's yeah. not. It's not enjoyable. Like I mean, it's it's enjoyable at the end. It's not overall enjoyable. Yeah. Like, the end. The kid is fine enough. The bumbling uh, villains are not. You know, they're not Pesci and Stern. That's a big problem. I mm-hmm. think there's too many of them. Right. I hate just to, like. They're also like like they're they're blind, like they're way too smart to be going up against this kid like like the kid. Tries like they call pretending to be the one other other kid's parents saying that the that the kid stole the RC car. Yeah. So then he calls back to prove it's not them, but they're they're messing with the phone lines to, to intercept the call again, and it's just it's, it's insane. It's insanity. We should also just very quickly say we are two thirty year old men talking yeah, about this exactly. Movie. Like I could absolutely see a kid watching this movie. Well, I, you grew I, up I told you this. I grew up watching, and this. I'm sure yeah. it's like a blast for a kid. But like you know, we we are two thirty year old men looking at this movie, and but I I, I think there the problem is with the other Home Alone movies, there was also something there for adults. Yeah. Whereas this movie it is the first one where it feels the, like it's not. It's there. missing that heart. There's no, there's no heart. heart whatsoever. At least mm. the other movies had heart. This one, this we we and we were critical. Of the second one didn't have the same heart as the first, but it had some heart. There was something in there. There's almost the heart is what the the relationship between Alex and Mrs. Hess, but she spends seventy five percent of the movie hating him. Yeah. So, yeah. And she's not really in the movie that much. Once no. she gets tied up, you don't well, see she, her until the end. Well, she's there a lot. Like, she just walks around a lot and scoffs. Like, yeah, they, she, they show, like, her, like, <laughs> staring at her window. Going, <laughs> yeah, she's a scoffer. Yeah, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Two and a half stars for me. So. Yeah. Let's talk uniqueness. Let's what stands it. out to you in this film? Uh, the the new cast, the new setting, the, the villains, the fact that there's four of them and, and not just terrorists. two. Yeah, the, I'm sorry, the terrorists. The four terrorists to stand out. The whole convoluted story with <laughs> North Korea and the guard, which is oddly reminiscent of today. I want to just very quickly say, maybe that's Matt's defense for this movie. Maybe if he was here, he would start talking about the intricacies of the North Korean conflict. I don't know. But it's exactly his <laughs> argument. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what rings so true. But um, I just think it is uh, so convoluted and it's just, 
It's a mess. Yeah, that's what it, makes it so unique. I think it stands out that it's not a Christmas movie. It's it's like a yeah. winter movie. It's like know? a it's like a winter post holiday movie. Yeah, it really is a post holiday haze movie. Yeah. Does this bring anything new? <laughs> new villains, mm-hmm. new cast. It brings terrorists. That's. <laughs> It brings the government to the front the forefront. Let's, the it government the, it brings... shows up. The government shows up to the school and says, "We need to talk to Alex. We need Pruitt. to talk to Alex Pruitt, please." You know what else it brings to the forefront? The North Korean conflict. <laughs> the North Korean conflict is front and center here, pal. Hey, hey, hey! Let's talk about cast real quick too. Somebody <laughs> we forgot to mention in a small role: Neil Flynn. Neil Flynn. Pops oh yeah, up Neil here Flynn as a cop. Yeah, Neil Flynn pops up as a cop. Uh, the great Neil Flynn. Yeah, we love yeah, Neil Flynn. We here. love Neil Flynn. It's but, a, it's a uh, fun little role. What is the best scene here? The punishment, man. There's like nothing. It's the punishment. punishment. I mean, that is the scene. It is yeah. the punishment. Yeah. Um, and that's it's, that's it's the attack it. on the house. Yeah. yeah. It, that that is a lot of fun, though. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, connectivity. How does this uh, fit in with the rest of the franchise? It doesn't. It really. doesn't. There's it doesn't no at connection. All. There's no connection. They don't it's, even reference the previous two movies. It's the fact that it's set in Chicago. Yeah. And that it has a similar premise. Yes. That's it. That's all that's it is. It. Yeah. Uh, is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? No. No, it is not. No, it is no, not. No, it is not. This is a mess. No, it is not. Well, let's talk about some fa- casting and some fun facts yeah, here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, see, see, we're making a pretty good time here. Oh, we're yeah, we're blowing through it. I just... Um, <laughs> okay. I wanted to be known. Okay. Uh, I say this every, I say this a lot, but especially with this movie. Okay. Take any and all casting with a grain of salt. Okay. I don't believe any of this stuff. Yes. Or I believe some of this stuff. I don't believe a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, after Macaulay Culkin... Declined the movie, so they offered him the movie. I'm not he, surprised. He declined yeah. the movie. He wasn't acting anymore at that point. He had, he had stopped. Yes, yeah. he had stopped. Uh, John Hughes briefly, apparently, considered a story where Harry and Marv target Kevin's cousin Fuller, Fuller, Fuller played by Kieran Culkin, uh, who's now been left home alone by his parents, Frank, and the mom. That they would they would be the parents in the movie. Why am I sold on this? Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern refused. To return. Ah. Uh, and Kieran Culkin apparently was worried that he could not follow in his brother's footsteps. Well, when you already say Pesci and Stern refuse to return, now I'm not in. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. Maybe it was the way to go. Maybe that's because how... Because they can't get Kevin. Maybe Kevin's away at school or something maybe like Kevin, that. Maybe Kevin, yeah. Whatever they want to do. Maybe they... You know, maybe you can get away with that. I think it would still be a weak third entry. Yeah. Especially if you can't get the two original villains, uh, the burglars, the wet bandits, it's not going to be worth yeah, it. There's so. a solution to that. And just, there's, I think there's yeah. somebody who could fill in for there's those somebody who could fill in. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's an interesting. We get French Stewart for both roles. <laughs> it's in, both roles, Harry and Marv. Uh, it's an interesting idea, but uh, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that I'm didn't glad. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is yeah. Kimberly Williams Paisley, who you may know from the Christmas Chronicles, I believe okay. she's the mom in the Christmas Chronicles. Sure, sure. And Tia. Carey from Wayne's World. She's a love interest in Wayne's oh, World. Oh, nice. Okay. And allegedly, mm. I don't believe this part, Courtney Cox. Wow. Uh, were among those considered for the role of Alice. Huh. That's interesting. Um, I mean, you know what? I can believe if Courtney Cox was considered in this vein that two people were sitting in the room went, Who about Courtney Cox? Yeah, I could, I could buy that. <laughs> How about Courtney Cox? Uh, but the reason why I say that is because um, allegedly Ben Stiller and David Schwimmer were considered for the role of Burton. 
Hmm. So I just, it just, a lot of it was like the cast of Friends. Right, like the cast right. of Friends could get Because that was right. huge in 1997. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, let's get Friends. How about we just um, go, let's let's dig to the bottom of the barrel for Friends. Ben Stiller as a Home Alone villain is a good idea. That is a good idea. He could do it. He could absolutely do it. Uh, allegedly, and now this, and this is, again, why Grand Assault, because this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry. Yeah, no. Who's I, already in one of these movies. I'm already confused. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson? And Christopher Lloyd. Or considered huh. for the role of a beer beer. I could see Christopher Lloyd doing this. I could see Christopher Lloyd doing something like this. Liam Neeson would never. And at this no 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 at this time in the nineties no. Okay. I mean he's coming off of. I mean Why, dude, the nineties uh, were a big time for. I know. Well, I, th- I think a lot of this too. I think the intention was for this movie to be bigger than it was. Like for that, that's why you see some of the bigger names maybe popping up, like sure. in these conversations. And then eventually they're like, "We don't have the money, we don't have the budget, right? We don't, we, we can't get this. We're just gonna make it as small as we can." Literally four years ago, Liam Neeson's in Schindler's List. I know. Why would he be in Home Alone three four years later? Because I think it's a it was supposed to be a bigger movie. Than, I feel you. Than, yeah, than yeah. What I understand. Was, I yeah. understand. I understand. So some other fun facts. Uh-huh. Uh, the film was originally pitched at the same time as the second film and was meant to be produced simultaneously. But these plans mm. fell through. Yes. Uh, the idea was then revived in the 90s, and an early draft featured a teenaged Kevin McAllister with Macaulay Culkin returning. Mm. Obviously, yeah. that did not happen. No. Uh, due to Culkin stepping away from acting in 1994, the story was reworked around new characters. Yes. Uh, the film actually received a positive review from Roger Ebert, who three publicly did. disliked the first two and felt the third was the best of the series. His review was then featured on the cover of the home release. No. Are you serious? Yes. F*** you, Roger Ebert. Are you joking? <laughs> I'm not joking. That's no. Come on, man. He likes the government terrorist thing. He, he liked the third movie. He loved the North Korean conflict being front and center. <laughs> he was all about that? Yep. Get out of here. I'm not Okay. Him. Sometimes, man, he's really wrong. And he's wrong <laughs> this time. He's wrong. Um, this is the only film in the series to not focus around or mention Christmas. Yeah. It's stated in the film that it is early January. Yes. Uh, Chris Columbus turned down directing the film as he didn't feel comfortable working with new cast. Yeah. And wanted to give a new director a chance to shine like he was with, like he was when he was given the first one. Good for him. Uh, I also think it's just because he read that script and was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> he went, oh, John, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, let's talk about... John was very hard on the uh, no rewrites part this time. And he was like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Let's talk about the future of the franchise. Let's do it. Uh, Should there have been a sequel to this? No. No. No, the franchise is dead. Please leave it alone. Yeah, I think we're going to continue with no throughout the weeks, too. Uh, What do you want to see in the future? I don't want to see anything. This needs to stop. Nothing. There is literally nothing left to explore here. Let's move on. Uh, what franchise star would you add to this franchise? I wouldn't wish this on anyone. You got you got to pick somebody. I have to pick somebody. Okay, uh, Schwimmer. How about French Stewart? There you go. <laughs> Actually, you know you know who I, I did write this down. You know who I think would 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 be good a good fit. Uh huh. Not 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 even as a punishment, but if if they were trying to if they were trying to make a legit <laughs> a punishment, if they were trying to make a legit another Home Alone movie, uh-huh. you know who'd be good? Alan Alda. Alan Alda would be good in this role. You're right. Okay. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll pick it up. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us. I mean, do, what else do you I have, have to say about, else to say about Home, Home Alone, Alone 3? 3. I have nothing else to say. I think I've covered everything I want to say about Home Alone 3. This is only going to get worse with the next thing we're going into right after this. It's like, like we said, I, I, I want to just say that I think it is a perfectly okay movie. It's I can. Okay. okay movie. So let me say this then. I can see why kids would like this yes. movie. I could. I could. 
see why your kid would like this movie. And I, I see why Roger this, Ebert likes this movie. I can't see. I don't understand that. But I could see a kid watching Home Alone, Home Alone 2, and then saying, oh, is there another one? And I would put in Home Alone 3 for that kid because he would probably enjoy it more than I would, right? We have to also remember that maybe this wasn't made specifically for adults, which I totally get, but there's usually something for adults in there and there's nothing here. But I could see a kid liking this and I, I would totally put this on as a third entry if they if they were really craving another Home Alone movie, right? So I, I'm, I'm going to stand by and say it is a perfectly okay movie, but it's not one that I'm going to be revisiting anytime soon. Is it, I'm looking at a cover, an extremely, extremely grainy uh, cover of the VHS tape. But it's, uh, it says, better than the first film. Uh, or Sorry, better than the first two from Roger Ebert. It's a joke, man. He's such a joke. He got it wrong. <laughs> Look, I mean, critics, sometimes critics have different opinions. You're right. Okay. We have to respect okay. it. We have to respect it. Uh, Do you but have yeah. anything you want to say about Home Alone 3? Um, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, I, I wish I wouldn't have spent so much time as a kid watching this and maybe watching the first one. There you more. go. All right, Andrew, congratulations. We made it through the first half of this episode. Yeah, we did. We really <laughs> we, did. We finished talking about Home Alone 3. Yeah, nice um, and quick. We, nice we really and quick, nailed it. Nice yeah, and quick. we nailed it. Uh, but now we have to talk about another movie. Yeah, this is the one that we're really looking forward to. Um, <laughs> this is the best in the series. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, so, obviously, we're talking about Home Alone 4, colon, Taking taking back the house. Colon. Where this movie began. <laughs> it's a piece of <laughs> Oh man. Oh man, yeah. So this is the fourth oh, Home Alone movie. God. And this is the first non-theatrically released Home Alone movie. This is a television movie. This is a television movie. I couldn't tell it was a television movie. It's so well produced. <laughs> so well made. It just looks so good. What um network was this on? Do we I know? I believe was this, this ABC? was ABC. This was which ABC. is weird because it was a Fox-owned property. That is strange. And Disney obviously would end up owning it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Huh. So. Interesting. Well, let's. Uh, I don't really know even where to start with Home Alone Four. Look, well, we've we've kind of been referencing. This is the movie that we're. I want. Looking what I, what to I want to say is, about. I think this is this is a movie, and we'll talk about this throughout throughout the our conversation. But sure. I think that this movie is a really great example of why you need to stop when you're ahead. Yep. Like, like getting too greedy. Like, this is an example of, of like, I keep saying this word, but zombification of a franchise. Yep. This franchise is over, right? Yep. The, the first two movies told the story of Kevin McAllister. The next movie was just some, like, almost like a spinoff type of thing. Like, yeah. it has nothing to do with the first two. It's just the title. It's done. It wasn't It wasn't successful. It didn't have an audience. Let's move on. And they said, well, we want to continue. We want to do more with this. Like, we, right. we want to, you know, we want to get something out there. Let's take this title. We have this title. Let's take it. Mm-hmm. Let's make a movie. And not only is this, you know, another entry in this, but this is almost like a reboot. Like, this is supposed to be the continuation. Yep. Of the story of the first movie. Yep. This is, is Kevin McAllister in this movie. In this, this is, movie, it's the it's the family. It is Kevin McAllister. It is the mom. It is the dad. Buzz is in this, and yeah. one of the sisters. One of the sisters. They um, cut out some other siblings. They cut out quite a few other siblings. They cut out a lot of the extra family. A, f- a few of the siblings. I mean, this is uh, yeah meant to be a reboot, and it's supposed to be after the first one. Yeah. Because they say in the movie at some point, 
oh, like last year, when I don't remind me about last year. They, so it is a continuation. They don't really address the second movie. They barely talk about it. So it's it's I don't not even think really, it's mentioned. It's not really clear if the second movie happened, if this is supposed to be there I have a theory this is actually supposed to be set in between. Yeah. Which is very strange. Yes. Um, but uh, I don't know. But clearly, the continuity doesn't matter because the con- there is no continuity here because they're all no, it's it a completely they di- it's a completely different cast. They did whatever they wanted. It's yeah. an entirely different cast. Nobody. It's a different house. It's a, it's different, a different house. Yeah. It's a different like it looks like a different neighborhood. Um, the house isn't even as big as the other. I mean, it's it's a real change. Yeah. And um, the fact that they had the balls. To say, hey, let's do a continuation with a brand new cast where it's still the McAllisters. And we're just going to go for... I mean, I couldn't believe it when I was yeah. watching this. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yep. I'm a, like we said, I've, I've hinted to you uh, personally uh-huh. uh, that there was a reason for this. And we'll talk about that in my fun facts sure. later. But uh, yeah, it, it very clearly they, they wanted to just kind of ride the high, to, high of the Home Alone franchise. Big but time. they didn't want to do anything to actually make any type of effort. So yeah. uh, you can tell there's, there's very little effort here. They like, were banking on the name Home Alone to get people to tune in. And I think, they, and this is the problem, is I think that, that like people hear like television, movie, whatever. I think you can make a perfectly enjoyable television movie. And, well. and, and, and even even like, you know, like... I know people like crap on the Hallmark movies or whatever, but I think like they found a way to, to make movies that have a quality that people enjoy, right? Yeah. I don't see anybody besides maybe children who just don't know any better, like watching <laughs> this movie and going, I really liked that. Like, I just, I can't. And look, if, and if you do, write in. Tell me why. I, I can't see oh. anybody who watched this and went, that was really good. That was a really great movie. I re- Let's watch it again because it was so short. Let's put it on again. I could not imagine, like you said, anyone outside of kids who don't know any better <laughs> enjoying this movie. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was watching throughout this. I mean, it is absolutely such a d- disrespectful movie. Yeah. And so- I love using that word. It's disrespectful it to this entire franchise. And it's <laughs> it's an abomination. It, really, <laughs> it is it's something that should have oh. never existed. And I think it like, feels like it's like the spawn of Satan. Like, well, like I don't the even thing know is, where it came look, from. Look, next week we are gonna talk about two more Home Alone movies. And spoiler alert, they are way better than this. <laughs> like like you can and they're and and, and they're they're not the be- they're not sound like they're great movies. Oh. But you can make a movie, even a television movie or a streaming movie, that's better than this. Yeah. There is no effort in this movie. It feels there, like there is no effort in this nobody movie. Nobody did anything to make this remotely interesting or good. It is a wild premise. It is this strange idea. The premise is that the McAllisters, this family that you love, and that the parents who you even mentioned in the first movie when we talked about that, and, and even a second one a little bit, they have a, a nice relationship mm-hmm. and a nice rapport with each, with each other and good chemistry. Yep. F- that, they're divorced. They are Or they're divorcing. They're divorcing in this movie, and you're going, what? And they've been... And, and, and apparently... It happened like right after the first, like the first movie. Yeah, like a couple. I think he says they've been separated for eight months. Yes. The dad already has a new girlfriend. The dad, <laughs> and they really make it clear that the dad, like, and the girlfriend, like, 
they like you text me that like it is like a very like oddly sexual relationship that they yeah. have like they're always like making out or touching or whatever and yep. some very strange things it's there it's really weird and like there's just weird for a home alone movie it's weird cuz you don't tune in to see that yeah. and there's moments even where like the dad is like at home he's like sitting in the bedroom i guess and he's watching it's a wonderful life yeah and then she like walks over turns off the tv and she's like maybe we can start a new tradition <laughs> and she like saunters over to him and you're like you're like we get it the dad <laughs> We get it. We don't need to see any more of this. Why are you beating us over the head with this? But there's this really weird plot. That... He's in the relationship for sex. We get it. Yeah. That's, I don't that's need really to what it see is. anything else. Which I get it, it. It makes you think very like negatively about Peter McAllister. Yeah. And, and it changes your input. That like, he values sex over his family. Yeah. And, and there's this weird like... Oh, honey, she does that thing I like. There, but look, I want to talk about the plot. Like, like, we're going to get into the information, but I want to talk about the plot real quick. Because sure. I don't want anybody to ever have to watch this movie, but sure. I want people to know what we're talking have about. Have we even done... No, we haven't, and okay. we will. But, okay. but the, Look, we ran through Home Alone 3 pretty quickly. We can take time on this movie. We're okay? going to trash this. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the plot of this movie is that the McAllisters are divorcing, uh-huh. and Kevin is sad that his parents are divorcing. It's Christmas, and he also feels like... His family is bullying him. The sister's bullying him. Buzz is bullying him. Even the mom's not really helping him or defending him mm-hmm. or whatever. And Kevin finds out that his dad invites or asks the mom to allow the children to come stay at his house or his girlfriend's house. His girlfriend's he's living house. with his girlfriend. Yeah. To uh, who, And he makes it clear that he's going to propose to her. Yes. Uh, once their divorce finalizes, which mm-hmm. is very... Ugh. Weird, um, bad thing. Yeah. And 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 uh, the mom kind of says no, but Kevin decides that because everybody's torturing him, he just up and leaves. He literally he up, just leaves. Up and leaves and goes to the doesn't tell the dad he's going, doesn't tell the mom he's going. Up and leaves and goes to the, yes. and goes to the girlfriend's house. This is not just any ordinary house. This is like a mansion. Not only is this a mansion, tell me about this house. It's a smart house. Now, what does that mean? Now, what does it's that a mean? Smart it house. means when I say smart house, everything is voice activated. She like the the girlfriend walks in the house and she goes lights on or this on yeah. that on. Now I wanted this to be known. This movie was made in two thousand two. So. But she flips the TV off with her hand, which I thought was really weird. By the way, <laughs> this movie was made in two thousand two, so this is not an Alexa thing. This is not like this is this like, is two thousand two where this technology does not exist yet, and yeah. she's turning on and, lights. But even she's to this extent, lights. it's like. Like, it's, like, every little thing you stove. want. Yeah, and she, yeah, all types of stuff. And you're like, what is going on here? She's turning the steps into a slide. So, <laughs> so Kevin comes and stays with the family, or his dad and his mom, his dad's girlfriend for Christmas. But the, the dad's, but the problem is, they're also expecting royalty. Yeah. The, the, the girlfriend... There's this is weird, going to for like is it like a charity thing or something? There is this yeah. There's this weird charity side story where they are bringing over British royalty. Is it British? Did they ever say where they're from? I thought it was when they're talking. They're British at the end of the movie. They're going, "Oh, hello, little boy." So I'm assuming <laughs> some sort of royalty is coming to America, yes. and they have decided that. These people are going to stay with this woman in her smart house. In her house. smart house. And I'm like, there's no way that's even re- remotely yes. realistic. And this they giant... They have no secret service with them or This like giant guards. house is the the, the, the dad, P- yeah. Peter McAllister, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. her one older, older butler, and her one maid. 
that's and it. that's it. That's, that's everybody it. in the house. And now Kevin's staying in the house. And now Kevin's in the house. Marv. Yes, Marv. Just Marv. Marv. From, from the Home Alone one, 1 and one 2. two decide, has this plan to coincidentally ambush this house, break in and kidnap the, the prince. prince of this royal family. He is upgraded to kidnapping. He's no longer a petty thief. He's yes. a kidnapper. He's a kidnapper. Marv, by the way, has a wife yes. that we've never heard of before. Yes. He has a wife. Uh, yes, you heard it, folks. Marv <laughs> too. And they make that clear, too. And they made that very clear as well. So basically, obviously, shenanigans happen. Kevin finds out that Marv's trying to break in. Marv finds out that Kevin's staying at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marv reveals that he has a, a, a inside man in the house. Kevin thinks it's the bitter ma- uh, butler yeah. that is, uh, that's seemingly kind of doing some shady stuff. Right. And it turns out it's, it's actually... It's just coincidental. The, yeah, and it turns out it's actually the innocent maid is Marv's Marv's mother. Marv's mother is in this movie <laughs> as the innocent and she maid. F- too. And she and f- too. <laughs> but now uh, Marv's mother is the innocent maid who really is not innocent. Uh-huh. And she traps Kevin and the butler in the basement and, and the wine cellar. Yeah, the wine cellar or whatever. And you think that this movie is building up to one big giant attack on the house, one big giant invasion. One big giant... Punishment. Like, punishment. Uh, three things happen in this movie. Um, Kevin, really quickly, he sets like a wire up by like some pots and pans. Yep. He sticks a chain in the elevator mm-hmm. and he changes the voice activation for a secret compartment in the house. And that's it. So when everything goes down, the maid, go- Mars mom gets in the elevator. She gets stuck because of the chain. Marv uh, and the woman get hit with the pots and pans. Hit with the pots and pans. And then they get stuck in this little secret compartment that goes faster and faster and faster and shoots them out. And that's it. That's all he does. And that's it. And like, there, this is this is the brilliant Kevin McAllister from the first Home Alone movie. There's other kind of shenanigans where like he's at, earlier in the movie he sets off like a shower. And he floods the house. And it floods the house. I mean way like, too much. Floods the house. Yeah. Like, or the like, amount of water coming out of that. I'm like watching it and I'm like he puts even a, that's unrealistic. He puts a grappling hook and, Mark's, and Marv's ass. Until at one point, <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely does do that. So like, there's a couple of things, but like, it's just this movie they, is. They don't so even Home Alone right. They don't like, even they don't... Home Alone right. They don't even Home Alone and, right. They double down on this odd sexual stuff. And he's never Home Alone. No, he's never Home Alone at any point because the ma- both the butler and the maid are always are there. Always there. Yeah. They never leave the home once. So he's never really Home Alone. You've already defeated the concept of what this entire so franchise it, is about. It just is this. It's just. It's just. It, you're right. It's this abomination of a movie. It's this. Like, why did why did you need to do this? It is so. They clearly did not have a budget for any traps for nope. anything. Like, there's nothing here. Like, it is. It is absolutely pathetic. There's a lot of really really strange things in here. But there's weird choices made. Like, there's moments where, let's just talk about it. Kevin. Oh. He's late. He's in the bed. No, we're doing this. Well, hang on, hang on. First off, Kevin God. gets a room that gets. He gets like. A, and it's actually it's a pretty. A, it's, cool, a, it's a pretty it's, cool it's a video room. game room. He has all this, this stuff. giant TV. Yeah. The maid comes on the giant TV and says, "Good morning, Kevin. It's breakfast time. What would you like?" He and Kevin, says, "And Kevin says, can I have anything I want?" And she says, "Anything you want." And, and what it, does Kevin order? It cuts to the maid. 
in covered dish. So you're thinking, oh, it's going to be this big, it's be extravagant, extravagant ice cream, whatever kid things kids would have for breakfast. What is it, my friend? She takes off the top, and it's f-ing waffles. It's regular waffles. It's just regular like ego waffles. And the only difference is he puts like chocolate syrup on these waffles i guess it's not even syrup i think it's a chocolate syrup he proceeds to and while she is pour she's pouring the chocolate syrup on he's not doing it he's like sitting up in the bed he's like cabbage patching cabbage patching while she's putting chocolate syrup on his waffles and the camera's going nuts and the camera's going crazy like look how awesome this is man and i'm like are you kidding me? I felt like I was in f-ing hell. What did you think of the tree trimming sequence? I hated it. <laughs> they're, they're throwing, they're th- they're throwing <laughs> ornaments on the tree. <laughs> they're throwing ornaments on the tree. And they're just like, they're like, we do this every year. You throw ornaments at your tree every year? What are you, nuts? Oh my God. What are you, people from the f- f-ing insane asylum just toss ornaments at your tree every year? It is year? some of the ugliest... Like choreographed, like pantomiming scenes. Like it is just awful. It's terrible. It's so badly done. I, I, it's, it's one of the worst movies we have ever watched on this. It, 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 this is yeah. the worst movie we've done. This on here. is the worst movie but, we've ever done on here. I mean, it truly is an abomination, and it is just okay. the seed of hell. My should friend, we, should we break down to this actual? I think we just need to get into this and blow through this because okay. I, we got a lot of it out there already. Yeah, but yeah. we might as well just. I do just it. want. I wanted to give examples of how ridiculous this movie yeah. really was. So, Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House, yeah. release date November 3rd, 2002. Okay. Uh, directed by Rod Daniel. This is the guy who directed the film Teen Wolf. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, that's uh, it's a far cry from Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf in itself is not very good. Yeah, Teen Wolf in itself is not very good. Written by Deborah Frank and Steve L. Hayes. Okay. Don't know who they are. Don't know who they are. Good for them. But the first movie, the first Home Alone movie not made by John Hughes. Yeah. As much crap as we've given John Hughes about copying, pasting, and making weird choices. He's not attached to this in any way. Well, he also makes movies that are way better than this. I mean, even for as lowbrow, as as not great Home Alone 3 was, it's better than this. Uh, Budget. Uh, N.A. Not available. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Okay. Box office. N.A. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's no theatrical. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rotten Tomato score. Uh, uh, critics. Oh God. No score. Oh, my God. It only has two negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Audience. Rotten at 24%. It should be way lower than that. This needs to be in, like, the single... This needs to yeah. be, like, a 1%. All right. Well, let's talk about... Let's talk about the cast. Okay. Starring Mike Weinberg as Kevin McAllister. Uh-huh. French Stewart as Marv Merchants, Missy Pyle as Vera Merchants, Eric Avari as Mr. Prescott, Barbara Babcock as Molly Merchants, Jason Beige as Peter McAllister, Claire Carey as Kate McAllister, and Joanna Going as Natalie Calvin, who is the girlfriend. Okay, so we'll start with the girlfriend. You know exactly what that story is as soon as she's introduced. Yes. You know she's not going to like Kevin. You know she's not going she to like resents him. this. Peter's family, she and resents his children, the family and, and the children. She thinks that he is just there, I guess, to just f- her because that seems to be all that Peter wants. Yeah. And 
Well, I, there's literally a scene where she goes into the Kevin's room and she says, "Look, listen here, don't mess this up for me, yep. or whatever, or you'll you'll be thrown out of this house." Yeah, and, I will throw you out of this house, and you'll be left out there on your own. And it's like, well, no, he has a mom. I'm yeah. sure she'll take him back. And um, like the you know after their wonderful tree trimming or tree decorating session, she has the whole tree replaced. By, like, professionals. The very next and, day. Yeah, the very next day. Because she doesn't... I Whatever it is. I don't she's know. A, she's, she's a cold-hearted... It's, it's meant to be portrayed as this rich person isn't in touch yeah. with what normal well, people would do, I we guess. We talked about in the first one... It's that a class there, thing. That there's always been a class thing in Home Alone movies mm-hmm. if you look deep enough. In this one, you don't have to look very deep enough when you look at the house. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's pretty... And the fact that the royals are coming. Yeah. It's pretty empty. And she's a... She, look, she's just a very shallow character. Yes. Yes, it is. How about Claire Carey as Kate McAllister? Uh, sister? The mom. The mom. Okay. She is... Very, I like her, actually. I think she is one of the very few positive things about yeah. this movie. I, I think she's very... Uh, she captures like uh, the like missing Kevin very well. Yes. Like him not being there for the holidays. Like I, I do like that uh, scene where she's watching It's a Wonderful Life and he calls yeah. and she's like in the middle of crying and I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. Like I think she is one of the positive this uh, positives of this movie. Like she's the only one who seemed to understand like I should try to bring something to this. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I like the mom. Yeah. Um, I also they introduce the idea that Kevin has a transitional item. Uh, this teddy bear that yes. he brings everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, but yet he... We never off, saw that uh, in the first one. Or the second one or, or ever. the second one or... And that is such a very strange... Thing to add to this lore yeah. out of nowhere. And they bond over the fact, oh, Kevin had this bear. And he, oh, God. And he flew it. It flew into the street and we had to go get it. Yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. There's a whole story we've never heard before. Right. Jason Beige as Peter McAllister. This guy f- That's all we know. Um, look, this is not a good look for Peter McAllister. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a good look for Peter McAllister. It and just, even though it, the it family ends up back together, it's like, dude, you just spent eight months with this, like, younger woman, rich woman, like... Like, doing whatever you... I'm assuming whatever she wouldn't do. Whatever your wife wasn't doing, <laughs> she was doing, is what I'm assuming. But it's like, yeah, no, you're right. She, you just spent, like, eight months with this woman. She, the, Your wife is just... Your, I guess now wife is just going to take you back. I don't believe that for a second. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you divorced her shortly after the first movie. It's a, it's a bad look for Peter. McCaster. It's a pat. It's a bad look for Peter. McCaster. The guy's fine. He's fine. But very he, New York-y. He, he doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have like the heart of John yeah. Hurd. And John Hurd was never the heart of those movies, but he doesn't right. have the heart of John Hurd. Agreed. Barbara Babcock is Molly Merchant's. Uh, the maid, yeah, aka the maid, Marv's mom, aka Marv's mom, aka the secret villain of this movie. Um, yeah, she's fine, I guess. I don't know. I'm not super Were you sol- surprised by the reveal. No, I knew it was her. I, I, you can see it coming from a mile away. It was very clear that they were portraying the butler to be the bad guy, and then it was just going to turn around and be the sweet old lady. Like yeah. that was always the twist. It's whatever. It, it is what it is. I mean, she doesn't even do anything. Once Marv and uh, Vera get in there, she just gets locked in the freaking elevator the yeah. entire time. So it's not... It's its a pretty empty role. And I don't know why she is... Uh, she's in this movie? Yeah. She's just an actual, you know, talented actress. Why is she in this movie? Right. So, uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, she's, she's okay. She's fine. She's fine. 
Um, Eric Avari is Mr. Prescott. Um, probably one of the, also the other good parts about this. Movie. I like the, I yeah. like him. I think yeah. he. I think he is good. I think he. He's one of the very few actors, along with the mom, who seems to have good scenes with the kid. Who seems to like elevate the kid more? Yeah. Um, because of what they're doing, um, like all the wine cellar stuff is really good. It is, yeah. Um, and that scene when they bond and stuff, and I'm like, okay, this is this is making sense. Um, yeah, he's probably also the other standout standout movie. character yeah. of this movie. Missy Pyle as Vera Merchants. It's too much. It's a little too much for me. Um, I don't get it. I don't get why they're doing that. We never have seen Marv reference a wife. And yet here's this woman who is his wife. And it's almost like, I don't know. It's depicted as like she knows that she's better than him. But maybe she's with him because she thinks he's going to have a big score at some point. And I, I don't know. It's very off to me. I, I didn't care for it. Um, that's how I feel about Vera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, Missy Pyle, again, not, not somebody I'm necessarily super familiar with, but I know that she is a talented actress, so I don't know why she's here. Yeah. Uh, she's having fun with the role. She's got, like, does she have, like, the little, like, does she have, like, a New York accent or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she had, like, or, a New York, like, a Long Island thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. She's having fun. You know, she's 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 fine. I, I think she, you know, again, I think she's kind of maybe a little bit of a highlight, you know, but, but it's weird that that she's here and we never had this and they make multiple references to harry but they never explain where harry really is so yeah they make references to him and it seems like the homage to him is what marv is wearing yeah yeah he's kind of wearing like a similar yeah. outfit so uh, speaking of marv how about french stewart as marv merchant french what are you doing <laughs> Why did you take this role? What are you doing? Yeah, I know it's because he got paid, but what are you doing? I like French Stewart. I do why too, is he, but why are you in this? Why does he have this thing of like he replaces actors in movies they don't want to be in anymore? Like he's in Inspector Gadget 2. He's he's it, here. Like It just seems like his career is that though. That he kind of staked out his career of being like, I'll just do the things that other people don't want to do. Yeah. When the big actor drops out, you call French. <laughs> and it just, it seems really weird. I think and he's, a, I think, he, I like French Stewart from what I've seen. Like This um, this didn't work for me. No, just no, no, whole, no, not in here. Okay, no, yeah, the man. whole like, thing he's putting he doesn't even sound like like he wasn't even no, trying it, to sound like Marv. He's like, he's like, ah, Vera, I come just, on. I and just like, hate that, like, they're supposed to build off this. And, and I actually, I like like the respect that mm -hmm. Kevin and Marv kind of have for each other after right. everything they've gone through, like that he sees him, he goes, "Hello, Marv." And he goes, yeah. "Oh, hi, Kevin." Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of, but it like doesn't. That rival thing is funny, but it doesn't work because it's not the Kevin or the Marv that we've ever seen before. Like, yes. it doesn't like it doesn't mean anything. If this was like, Macaulay Culkin and Daniel Stern, it'd be different. It'd be different. Because then we go, oh, I understand this because that's funny. Oh, hello, Mar. Yeah, you get it then. But like, the fact that they're just kind of doing this weird thing without any of the original actors, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah like, like I like, you know, French, French Stewart, you know, Thorough Rock for the Sun. He's very funny on that show. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that a lot of that show, but from what I've seen, he's very funny. My favorite thing I think he's ever done, I told you, is that that, that my favorite thing I think I've seen him in is he does an episode of Community where he runs a agency that does like pretty bad like celebrity impersonations and he plays somebody doing an impersonation of French Stewart. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty clever. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, at least he's doing something. Yeah, at least he's doing something funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, not 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 his shining moment here yeah. as Marv. Then we have Mike Weinberg as Kevin McAllister. I think this is the weakest. Kid child actor yes. we're going to talk about yes. i think this is the weakest kid of all the movies 
and I don't want this to be, you know, a takedown of this kid, because I'm not going to do that. I think it genuinely is the material he was given. Oh, yeah, it's not it's, it's not his I, fault. It, it, is, it is the weakest performance, though, of all of the kids. I mean, you can't... You place this movie a little bit on this kid's shoulders, and he's just not that interesting. He's just not that talented, right? Yeah. Um, well, I think, like... So this kid, not even talented. He's just not. He's not meant to be in this role. role. Like so. So this kid, um, I actually he I, I I checked him. I just double checked. I am familiar with him. He doesn't. He's in an episode of Scrubs. Okay. And he's in a really good episode of Scrubs, and I think he's good on that in that episode. Okay. Where it's like a Christmas episode where like the dad he's like the he's his dad um, goes to the hospital. He's sick. And uh, the doctors promise him that they'll get him home by Christmas, and they realize that you're not supposed to make that promise because that usually something goes wrong, right? Whatever. And it's a very sweet episode, and he's a very sweet kid in it. Uh, and that shows that again, again, it's a TV show; it's a little different. But it shows that he, he he's he's good. He's a good child actor, right? This is not the role for him. This is and not the role for him. I, I we talked about again stepping into this role, this this you know a Home Alone movie, Kevin. Macaulay Culkin dominating this role. Yeah. This is literally the exact same role that yeah. you're trying to be actually Kevin McAllister. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish this on anyone. You know, like, it, yeah. it, at least change the... Like, Alex D. Linz is playing a different character. Yeah, he's, like, playing, he's playing this Pruitt kid. Yeah, Alex Pruitt. You're, you're yeah, playing, he's playing like, Alex Pruitt. And this, when you're casting, recasting Kevin McAllister, you better have one of the best child actors or just get another Culkin like or just get another Culkin <laughs> but like the fact that it's just he should not have been Kevin McAllister that's no, if yeah. this was just another kid I probably would have bought that's this, the biggest but... thing in this movie is that it, oh, this movie works better if it's not the McAllister yes. family yes it, but it, it's the fact that it's yeah. the McAllister family that makes it it's so cheap disrespectful. it's cheap and disgusting that yeah. they try are trying to like like they're like the the body of the franchise is on the ground. And they're pounding yes. on it. Like, give me something, <laughs> give, something. There's got to be a couple more pieces of quarters in here. <laughs> there's got to be a few quarters. Come on. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I I don't I don't hate the kid, but it's not it's yeah. a, it's an unforgiving role. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Let's talk about synopsis. Yeah. When Kate and Peter McAllister separate, Kevin goes to spend the holidays with his dad and his new girlfriend in her her state of the art smart house. Kevin was reunited with old enemy Marv when he develops a scheme to try and kidnap a royal prince or some stupid like that. There you go. There so, you go. Uh, let's talk about the story. Okay. It's not very good. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's a terrible story. We basically it's, did the story. Yeah, it's generic. Uh, it's stupid. Yeah. I hate the stupid royal thing. I hate... It doesn't make and sense. And at the end of the movie, the the royal family's there and it just goes, hey, do you want to play with me? Like, you know, and it's just... Dumb. Like, okay, so dumb. And then she gets the you literally say the girlfriend gets upset because the royal family wants to spend this Christmas with the McAllister. Yep. And the last shot of the girlfriend is her just crying. crying. Literally, they do a close up on her face, and the last shot of her is just bawling, crying. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then you just never see her after after that. And you're like, oh, okay, so she spends Christmas with no one, I guess. Great. So, but it also looks like they're staying at that house. Like they're not going to leave. <laughs> They're like, actually, you get out of here, and we're staying in the smart and house. And then Kevin tells the smart house to make it snow. Yeah, and then it just snows. Yeah, I don't know outside, how it does it. Outside. Who does? I don't know how it does it, but it does it. House snow. <laughs> Cabbage patch. <laughs> stupid. It's so f- stupid. Oh my god. 
So yeah, that's the. All right, let's talk about our opinions of yeah. this movie. Yeah, it's a complete cash in on the name of Home Alone. It's an abomination. <laughs> I can't believe they actually brought back the McAllister family. Uh, there is almost no redeeming quality in the movie. It's really painful to watch. Uh, this movie deserves a rotten hell, and I hope I never have to watch it again. There you go. That's my exact feelings, too. This is the spawn of Satan. It is born out of the seed of hell, and I think it needs to be sent back where it came from and just let it burn. Let it burn for all eternity and just leave it there. Yeah. I never want to see this again. Never want to see let this Let it again. just burn in hell. What's your rating for this movie? Half a star. I, I You know, I almost initially went with one... But, you know, yeah, now I'm going with half a star. That is way too generous. <laughs> this is half a star. It's half a star. It's lucky it gets This that. is the lowest rating we have ever given to a movie. Yes. Yes, it is. Yet. And I'm glad it's this movie. This is an abomination. <laughs> it's it's god-awful. It's 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 somebody drops something in a lab and mixes with something else. And then, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is horrible. This is horrible. A dog f- the cat impregnated <laughs> it and whatever the hell came out is this movie all right let's talk uniqueness what stands out to you in this movie the horrible nature of it how disrespectful it is the use of the original characters and the complete monstrosity that this movie is does this bring anything new no except a uh, new cast it's a stupid plot about a smart house other than that is there's nothing new here yeah uh what is the best scene in this movie i think it's the wine cellar when they're bonding, that's all. Uh, I can, that's really the only scene I, I don't can pull think out. Or even the, or even the wonderful life scene when Kevin calls the mom. I, Those are my two. I'm gonna pick when Kevin and Marv reunite, like the scene I described Great. earlier. That's what I'm gonna pick. Sure. Like, Hello, Kevin. Yeah. Hello, Marv. All right. That, that's all I got. Uh, connectivity. How does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? I don't even know. I think it's meant to be it's, in between one and two. It seems it's like... It's not entirely clear. They don't. It's really at least that's it the first movie because they reference that whatever. But also. And, and I meant to ask this about Home Alone 2 as well. Does Kevin ever tell his family that the house was under attack? Like, does he never, like, I don't think they ever really... I don't think they ever mention it, no. No, I don't think he, they know that the house was ever... Yeah, I don't think they know that he was defending the house against burglars. Because yeah. the mom comes home and the, and the wet band is already arrested yeah. in the first movie. The second movie, I think they're also gone before he... Yeah, sees the and he doesn't seem and to mention he, anything. He doesn't seem to mention And the, it. when they mention, like, they're worried that he's up to home, home alone, they don't say, like, oh, well, last year people tried to break into our house. And he yeah. had to, you know, they, they don't say that. Because everything's know. cleaned up, too, by yeah. the time they get home. Yeah. Well, yeah, so the, so this movie, this this movie is a movie. Um, yeah, it seems like it's supposed to be, like, forced in between one and two, but I'm not really sure, you know, I, I have no idea. Um, but we never really get a straight answer. Uh, is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? No. Hell no. Hell, Hell no. no. Absolutely not. This movie is trash. Absolute trash. All right. So let's do some casting and some fun facts. How much were you able to actually find? Not a lot. Okay. Um, casting. Daniel Stern was apparently approached to return, but declined after reading the script. Oh, I bet he did. He read that and he said, are you f***ing kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, other fun facts. The movie was made for television film and debuted on ABC. Yeah. Here's why the movie exists. Okay. The movie was meant to act as a pilot for a TV series. They what? were going to make a Home Alone TV, TV series? series. And that, this was meant to be the pilot? That is why that they, they were going to have the dad stay separated from the mom. Because they wanted it to be a TV pilot, they were decided they were going to make a TV show based off a of Home Alone. Okay. They had to get the McAllisters back together. Right. That's why that plot feels so clunky and thrown together, because it is. Wow. 
because that was kind of, they were going to, I don't think she was ever meant to be evil or bad. It was a thrown together plot huh. to just get the McAllisters and McAllisters back together so we can have a, a Home Alone featuring this cast television show where I guess each week some shenanigans happen and Kevin has to defend the house right. or something. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't love it. Uh, due to the poor reception, uh, the plans were canceled. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Based on Kevin Jage in the film, this should actually be set in between the first and second movie, as he was eight in the first, ten in the second, and nine in this film. There you go. Jesus Christ. All right. That's all. That's all you got. That's oh, all I have. Great. That's all I have. Great, great. So let's talk about the future of the franchise. Let's do it. Should there have been a sequel to this? Please let this die already. No. Why do they keep making these films? Please let this franchise die. Yes. Uh, what do you want to see in the future? I don't really want to see anything. I never want to see another Home Alone movie ever again. Uh, what franchise star would you add to this franchise? I would put in Zach Braff. <laughs> John Stamos. There you go. He John, would work. John Stamos is a good pick. He would work. Um, so Again, surprised he never did this. I would All right. wish this on anyone. All right. Now we can get to, now that we're done talking about those two movies, we can rank these movies. Yes. We're actually finally. ranking two movies yes. now. Um, so we have four movies. Yes. Uh, let's rank these movies. Mm-hmm. Let's start at number four. Where do you, what do you, what do you have as number four? Home Alone 4. Home Alone 4 is number six. Yes. Uh, then, uh, there's an empty spot at five. Yeah. There's an empty there's spot at four. four. <laughs> number three. Home Alone 3. Uh, number two. Home Alone 2, Lost no- in New York. Number one. Home Alone. Yes. Pretty easy ranking. Oh, man. This is the easiest yeah, ranking we've ever done, I think. this is the easiest we've ever done, I think. And... Yeah. Yeah, even next week it's going to be easy too. All right. What do you have anything else you want to say about? I have nothing more to say for Home Alone Four. I implore you, do not watch this unless you are not- so desperate, so desperate for more Home Alone material. I'll tell you this: if you've only seen three of the movies, the first three movies, and you're desperate for more Home Alone material, just go to five and six. Yeah. Don't even don't even bother with this. Just go to five and six. Don't let your kids watch this it. movie. They should know better. <laughs> it's, it's an abomination. It's an abomination. It's an abomination. Yeah, it's a crime against humanity. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and I, the people who are behind, the people who wrote and directed this movie probably should be arrested. Yeah, they should so. be put away for life. That's right. it. Well, great. Well, my friend, that was our first double episode. That was our first double episode. That's the exciting part of this. What a good time this was. I'm glad we did this. See, that's that's why we do something like this. This is why we do something I couldn't like have this. talked about this yeah, movie. We couldn't have done more. Look, of it. if you think we're rushing through these movies, we're gonna say it one more time. We're on vacation. This is vacation. It's <laughs> December. We got one we got two more next week. It'll be fun. All right, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Tony. And we appreciate everybody for their support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. Just search FranchiseMe, one word. And you can send us an email, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Also, check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, where each episode we break down all the franchise movies in a year. Don't forget to check out our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com, where you can see all of our episodes. Make sure you come back next week, as we still have two more movies to discuss. I cannot believe it. Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, and Home Sweet Home Alone.